It's time to get back to the Matt Wyatt Show. Live in the studio. Knock him out, John. Whoa! This man's killing me. Shoot up in here amongst us, Jerry. Welcome to the show, hour number two. Off and running with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Across the great state of Mississippi. Staying connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired. And I got to tell you, again, uh, could not be more pleased with. We've got we've had C Spire fiber now for several months. I would guess if I'm thinking right, probably what we're looking at, maybe November, December, somewhere in there is when we got it. Yeah, so close to you know five six months we've had it. Could not be happier with it. I'm just telling you, look, if you use internet, <laughs> okay, and you can get fiber internet from Ceasefire, get it. That's all. I mean, I don't know how more plain I can say it. <laughs> get it. Yeah, uh, today is not opening day for Major League Baseball. It's going to be... We already discussed this this week, and I sit here now and can't remember if we decided it was Thursday or Friday. It seems like it's Thursday. I think it's the seventh, isn't that Thursday? Yeah, that's right. It's okay, so it is the seventh. All right, so Thursday. Let's see. You got midweek baseball tonight: Southern Miss versus Ole Miss, two top twenty-fives tonight. Mississippi State is going to host. Um is going to host uh, UT Martin. I'm going to zip down and start and do the game with Bart tonight. And then, you know, of course, college baseball this week can get home series, both for State and Ole Miss. Uh, Ole Miss hosting Bama. State's going to host LSU. be a lot of fun. I know one of those State and LSU games is, is SEC Network, but they're all going to be available one shape, form, or fashion. Same thing for Ole Miss, Alabama. Um but yeah, Major League Baseball starting on Thursday. So it's such a weird, odd thing, isn't it? That because of the recent lockout in Major League Baseball, we're going to get the opening day for Major League Baseball the same day as the Masters. I mean, that's never happened before. That baseball had its de facto opening day the same day that was the opening round of the Masters. We're going to get them both. And it makes you wonder, hmm... I mean, really, I I, I kind of doubt it. It seems to me that, like, I mean, the Masters is a much bigger deal to a golf fan than opening day. And for diehard baseball fans, opening day is a much bigger deal than the Masters. I, I You know, it's a Thursday. It's an opening for each. It's not like the final event of each, but it is the Masters. And I just wonder what TV ratings are and will look, look like. Is there some sort of trade-off there from one sport to the other? I don't know. Probably. But it is going to be a fun week. Now, tomorrow, it will be the par three contest at Augusta. And I guess some players may be still practicing, I guess. I guess they can if they're not in the par three. Can they practice on the course? I don't know. Regardless, uh, my friend Don Williams, who's been covering the Masters for 30-plus years, maybe getting closer to 40 than it is to 30, he's um, going to uh, join us 
live from Augusta. We'll talk to him on the phone. He always gives us a great preview. We may get a chance to catch up with him later in the week as well, kind of giving you a heads up on that. Uh, since it's, it, Normally, when you have the opening day for Major League Baseball each year, what I like to do is sort of celebrate it. Baseball's back. I'm a Braves fan. Who are you a fan of? Let's talk about the Yankees. You know, we got a lot of Cardinals fans, Red Sox. We always have a good time going back, and we'll just kind of celebrate it that day and remember what it was like growing up, listen to our favorite announcers and listen to a lot of that. You know, Ernie Johnson, Skip Carey, Pete Van Waring for the Braves, you know, Vince Scully, Joe Garziola, all the Harry Carey for the Cubs fans. We just have a good time on opening day of baseball. But <laughs> that's Thursday. And it just happens to be the first day of the Masters, too. So we may, we may do it all at once on Thursday. That'll be fun, <clears throat> I guess. There's one team there you didn't mention I like, I like to listen to in baseball. Okay, let's see. Hold on, let me guess. That was Pee Wee Reese and Dizzy Dean. Oh, yeah. The Diz. They did games in the what? 50s, 60s? Yeah, late 50s, uh, yeah. 60s. Uh-huh. I got some, I've, I've got some... Uh, um, clips, you know, of old, Diz. Uh, old Diz. Yeah, we got a museum of his here, you know, in town. Uh huh. In Jackson? Yeah, there's a Disney D museum out there close to Smithville Stadium. I guess I realize that. How could I not know that? I know his, what, he was married to a woman who was from Mississippi. I think they're both married. I mean, I'm sorry, buried in their home, her hometown. Yeah. He was a, he was a character on TV though. Oh man, wasn't he? <laughs> Big personality. So we'll we'll work him in there also. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm getting it. Woodrow, thanks for your text. Let's do that now. He he filled me in. We were having a good time at, not at his expense, but he made us laugh yesterday. We we're talking about the the useless knowledge. A guy named Herbert Warren Wind and Annabeth and I got a chuckle because neither of us knew who it was. So why don't we pick back up right there, talk a little Masters, huh? Thanks to Woodrow, he's got the info. Seems like every time you hear this, you ought to talk quieter. <laughs> Hello, friend. Especially like me and you talk loud. All right, so here's what it was. Herbert Warren Wind was a respected member of golf media who wrote in an article that watching golf on holes 11, 12, and 13 was like preaching from the Amen Corner at church. Okay, the name stuck. And then hence we have Amen Corner. Okay, well see, that's interesting, Woodrow, because I always thought it was, you get through with that particular, those that little run of the, holes there 12 and 13 in particular and you say to yourself amen because you've been doing so much praying through it so i was off maybe i picked that up elsewhere but what's the amen corner preaching from the amen corner at church so there's got to be a churches must have had an amen corner what's he what's he referencing there anybody know the history of that an a the amen corner in a church was it the idea that certain people are always saying amen in church and they sat in the same corner? What is it? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just guessing. So thanks for sending that along. 
Preaching from the Amen Corner. I got a definition. Okay, hit me with it. It says the phrase, the Amen Corner, denotes a physical place in the church to the side of the pulpit where sanctified worshipers who have accepted Jesus Christ and their personal Savior are working in that direction. Sit and lead the encourage the responses of the congregation to the sermon. Is that right? So that's the Amen Corner right there by the pulpit. So they'd sit up there and encourage the preacher. Well, the people, yeah, the people in the in there, you know, everybody'd be saying amen, and they'd be egging them on. So they were kind of like the hype men. Yeah, they were the hype people. They they were, (laughs) you know. If nobody's in that congregation is saying amen, then the guy in amen corner goes amen. Yeah, they would encourage (laughs) the responses from the congregation. (laughs) And it's right by the pulpit. From the Amen Corner would encourage the responses from the people at, at, in so, the church. In the church, so like, like, like when you go to the like a, a show in Hollywood that's taped in front of a live audience, you got some person in the corner holds up a sign that says "Applause." That'd be the Amen <laughs> Corner. We need that in my church. I'll do it. <laughs> it just gets you a sign that says "Amen." But I think we look. If we're going to do it now, and you put somebody like me in the amen corner to, to get them going, give me three signs. I want one that says amen. I want one that says applause. And another one that says what, Bill? Like maybe it says groan. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> and the guy in the corner holds it up. It says amen. And the whole church goes, amen. Amen, preacher. And later it goes, <laughs> give him applause. And then the last one, maybe he says something he shouldn't have said. <laughs> and the whole... You know, these days, I don't know about the amen corner, but the preacher, can I get an amen? <laughs> can I get one? Can I get an amen? No, you can't. And you hear people go, I don't know if I'd have told that. <laughs> I can't believe somebody didn't, didn't say amen. <laughs> we are having way too much fun with this. I just didn't know. I, I mean, I was totally led astray. I thought it was because you said... I thought it was because you did so much praying when you played the holes in that particular part of the course, you came out of there saying amen, <laughs> and they called it amen corner. That's not it. There's a thing in a church, and people understood it back when this guy, Herbert Warren Wind, wrote this in an article that understood what the amen corner was in a the church. They had people encouraging you to say amen. Apparently, some preachers need that. <laughs> And call some them the fervent don't worshipers. Call them what? The fervent, the fervent worshipers. They sit in the amen corner. <laughs> the real excited people. The ones that get everybody else going. Hey, you know Miss uh, Miss uh, Sister So and So? Yeah. She can't sit still during the service. Put her over there in the amen corner. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 sit. <clears throat> brother so-and-so on the front row in front of the amen corner because he can't stay awake maybe they'll keep him awake <laughs> who's that lady from the mississippi squirrel song sister bertha better than you <laughs> bertha better than you. <laughs> from the ray stevens song. <laughs> lord have mercy i never knew there was such a thing well now <laughs> you know you could bring it up at church now the amen corner isn't that something? You say, hi, I'm Matt, and I'm sitting in the amen corner. <laughs> you 
you know, every every church has got some someone who they are just they do the out loud, you know, amen oh, yeah. or agreeing with the pastor or you know getting involved in it more than other people, and it's fine. I preach it, brother. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. I, it doesn't. It's like me. It's like the difference between you go to a football game, right? And Bill, there are certain people that they go to a ball game and they get caught up in the emotion immediately, and they yell and scream. You know what I'm saying? Like it's woo, they woo, or they yeah, or they boo, or you know, but it's very vocal experience for them. And then others, this is kind of the way I am. Like I go to a game, that I'm not working, and I never open my mouth <laughs> except to put a hot dog in it. <laughs> never say a word. And I'm kind of the same way at church. I don't mind one bit, people. Get going. Get whatever you feel. I mean, if it's spirit-led, get after it. But me personally, it just I never do that. I never say amen out loud. I'll be thinking it. Sometimes I will get emotional internally. It's just never external. You know, people are just different in that way. So we need an amen corner in the church. Put the ameners in that corner over there they get the rest of us to doing it get everybody fired <laughs> up give them a sign let fired them hold up it up the Lord. when they want amen from the crowd hold up the sign amen <laughs> and somebody said they could have a sign that says preach it <laughs> what should the sign say yeah preach it bring it bring it preacher what well, I'm talking about you know what you're talking about. <laughs> Bring it on. Come on. That's it, mailman. He said, come on. We need a sign from the amen corner over the preacher's shoulder that says, come on. So somebody out there goes, come on. That's right. <laughs> like I said, apparently back in the day, somebody, some preachers needed a hype man and others don't. <laughs> <laughs> Lord have mercy. <clears throat> I probably need to stop saying that unless I mean it. Well, Woodrow brought up an old song here. Okay, Woodrow brought up a song. Amen Corner from a 1935 song from Yale. Shouting in the Amen Corner by Andy who? Razif? like Razif. Razif. Recorded by Dorsey Brothers Orchestra. Woodrow, you Googled that. You didn't know that. You Googled it. Tell the truth. By the way, we were talking about Dizzy Dean a minute ago. Bill uh, Hoghead Cheese texted and said, Old is. Old is. What? Does he mean to say charcoal? Yeah, he had he had a charcoal line oh, for really? barbecuing. Yeah. Old is charcoal was an old time favorite. How about that? Old is charcoal. I had no idea. You might see a package of old is charcoal hanging up in a cracker barrel somewhere. Who knows? Check it out. Right next to the old. Plow hanging on the wall. <laughs> used to, put, you know, use a mule. Hmm. Here it is from uh, the Webster Dictionary definition of Amen Corner: a conspicuous corner in a church occupied by fervent worshipers. There you go. My goodness. Why have I never? I've been. Why? Is it because I grew up in Southern Baptist churches? We didn't have Amen Corners. 
course, then again, we well, didn't the have whole church is the Amen Corner of Southern Baptist churches. Yeah, everybody getting into it. Well, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. I've been to some churches where there was more snoring going on than amens. Now. I mean, <laughs> and I can't really make too much fun because sometimes I get to sit and still in church and I have to wiggle around in order to keep my eyes open. It has nothing to do with what's going on. It has everything to do with me. Uh, Tiger is going to play. Here's what he said about 45 minutes ago in his post-practice round. Well, I say post. It might have been suspended because of rain. It's raining over there. Anyway, at the podium about 45 minutes ago, this is what Tiger Woods said. Well, as of right now, I feel like I am going to play. As of right now. Um, I'm going to play nine more holes tomorrow. Um, uh, my recovery has been good. I've been very excited about how I've recovered each and every day, and that, that's been the, the, the challenge. That's why I came up here and, and tested out for 27 holes because we, we played the par 3 course. Charlie couldn't help himself. Um, so I was able to play uh, 27 holes that day um, and at home testing it. But it's the recovery. You know, How, how am I going to get all the, the swelling out and recover for the next day? And uh, my team has been fantastic and worked very hard. Um, so we've got another day of nine more holes, and uh, then come game time. Nine more holes tomorrow, then come game time on Thursday. Just 14 months after Tiger Woods nearly lost his right leg in a serious car crash, he plans to play in this week's Masters. 15-time major champ. He even said he's capable of winning a sixth green jacket, which would tie Jack Nicklaus. His decision comes after he played a practice round last week with his son, Charlie, and his good friend, Justin Thomas. And then Woods announced he was coming to Augusta National to continue practicing, and that his decision to play was a game-time decision. Asked if he believes he can win the Masters this week, Woods said, I do. Look out! Yep. Let me tell you something right now. The Atlanta Braves play the Cincinnati Reds on Thursday night at 6 Central, 7 Eastern. And uh, be watching it somehow, some way. It's going to actually be on ESPN, too. Thanks, Rob Manfred. I can watch this one. So that means it'll be Tiger, 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 Tiger all day long. And then, oh, all night. I so, Matt, am so, so Matthew, ready for Thursday. You know, going back to the Amen Corner. Yeah. You're not going to believe this, but I found that song by you, the Dorsey Brothers. All right, let me hear it. So you here, play me some Amen this Corner. Is, this is Mildred Bailey singing it. You 
How about that? That is fantastic. Here she goes. For your shouting and a screeching, you make me forget my text. Every meeting leaves me vexed. <laughs> that is fantastic. Oh, that, old, that old sound they had back then. So uh, I'm telling you, yeah, it's like something uh, straight out of. I don't know what, New Orleans or Chicago, one or the other. Look, the, there's only so many words that that rhyme with text, and vexed, vexed. Is, is about one of them. <clears throat> that was yeah. great. That's that's a good song. You can't get those golden shoes unless you've been behaving. Is that what you said? Behaving, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I need to get the lyrics to that song. I got a speaking engagement on Friday night that I think some people would get a great big kick out of the lyrics of that thing. Bill, send me just, the link to that, and I'll transcribe it, it, the lyrics. It's just Dorsey Brothers shouting in the Amen Corner. If, okay. you, if you Google that, you'll have it. Dorsey Brothers. D-O-R-S-E-Y Brothers. It's Tommy Dorsey's uh, brother, You know his, N- him and his brother. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh, sure. Yeah, I know who that is. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Tommy Dorsey had one of the biggest bands of the, 40s, oh. the 30s and 40s. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> in other words, that's another thing I need to become educated yeah. on. Based on, <laughs> Based on today. Educated. Based on today. Preach. Amen. Do we need a boo sign in church? Boo. No, that's for the bad solos we get in church sometimes. Huh? <laughs> Y'all stick around. Show. All right, back with you. Here we go. Let's roll. Here in hour number two in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. You can call me today. I'd love to hear from you that way. Give me a shout on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment, Madison, and in Jackson. Divinity is your Kubota dealer. In fact, they're the oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S. means they've been doing it better longer than anyone else. Right here at Divinity. All right, so the number to call me on the Divinity phone, 995-1059. It's a 601 number, 995-1059. Chuck on line one. Hey, Chuck, thanks for calling. What's up? Chuck. Hey. Hi, how you doing, Knucklehead? Hey, hey, it's that Chuck. It's that Chuck. Hey, Knucklehead, how are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Just got done getting over a chicken wing hangover. A chicken wing hangover? <laughs> had a lot of buffalo wings from last night. That was a pretty good game last night. Pretty good. What do you think about the cheating Kansas Jayhawks being the champion? Hey, man, I mean, if you can be as, I mean, that's just a note to sell, you know? <laughs> just a note to sell. If you're going to win next time, you better cheat really good and make sure nobody else knows 
that uh, can actually do something about it. <laughs> I got he's going to go around and cheating because he's a knucklehead. He's going to bomb the world with a cheat because he's a knucklehead. Chicken wing hangover because you had so many chicken man, wings. That, that man's nuttier than a payday bar. <laughs> I mean, that's was crazy, man. <laughs> What's your favorite kind of chicken wing? Do you like plain barbecue, buffalo, dry barbecue wings, or I don't know what else? Let me tell you what I like. Okay, the over at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, <laughs> I like to get the uh, I like to get the Asian zing wings because they're pretty good. They're sweet. They got a little zing to them. Right. And then when I go over to uh, the Hooters. I like to get a bunch of the ranch dressing, and I like to get it in a big gallon jug because they got the best ranch dressing in the world. I mean, that's what everybody goes over there. You don't go over there for anything else, you right. knucklehead. <laughs> and I just devour that stuff. I suck mm -hmm. it in through a straw, and then I rip off the rib meat by sucking it with my vacuum of a mouth. I've always said... I've always said that the only reason people go to Hooters is for the ranch dressing. It's the best ranch in the world, knucklehead. <laughs> hey, uh, appreciate the call, Chuck. It's always good to hear from you. Thank you. <laughs> he said, knucklehead? What do you say? That's just a note to self. <laughs> note to self. Yeah. Oh, man. <clears throat> So when he goes to Hooters, he gets the big bucket of ranch dress and he dips his wings, and everybody knows that's the only reason you go to go there anyway. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> All right. Uh, Woodrow got me a picture here of Bubba, uh, Bubba Watson. This is Bubba at Augusta, number 11, hitting the Larry Mize shot, named after the winner of the 87 Masters season. He chipped in from right of number 11 to beat Greg Norman. And Woodrow, I saw your text. He says that we need to send him to the Masters to cover it for us. Here's the thing about that. Just because you're a media outlet who wants to cover the Masters does not mean you get to. That's the category I fall in right there. That's why we're going to have Don Williams on the show because he'll be there covering it tomorrow. He gets to go. <laughs> um Hoghead Cheese, let me know that you can still buy Old Diz Charcoal on eBay. Now, that's a good idea. Let's see here. Ed said, check out my presets. Matt, it drives my yeah, wife. Yeah, I'm liking that. This is driving my wife and kids crazy. What is it? It's all us, isn't it? It's all 106.3 and 105.9. It's <laughs> our two stations that carry the sports, yeah. He's got like eight presets, and they're all set on these two stations. That a boy, Ed. Appreciate you, man. <laughs> we love it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. No, way to, no way to get it wrong. Ben from Brandon said, is his name really Chuck, or does he call himself Chuck because he talks like Charles Barkley? Well, it'd be the latter on that one, Ben. Uh, unnamed Texter says, never thought I'd tune in to Matt Wyatt's show and hear wonderful Dorsey Brothers band. It's an amen kind of day. <laughs> you saw that text I sent you, right? After you said, give me a shout out. Give me a shout out from the Amen Corner. <laughs> Let me hear you. Right Let me hear you. you. Said, right after you said that. <laughs> Come on, Matt. <laughs> Come on. 
you just never know what you're going to get here. H day texted the show and he goes, uh, I know you love youth baseball. My youth team won by one run in the bottom of the last inning by a kid who hit a triple and bent his bat. Only he skipped second base by 12 feet and had to run back, stole third, and then stole home on a pass ball to win. (laughs) That is fantastic. My earliest memory, H-Day, in my life, of competitive sort of baseball. You know, I can remember, obviously, as a little guy, Playing, you know, hitting a wiffle ball, hitting a baseball, throwing a baseball, catching it in the yard and stuff with my dad. But in terms of organized, I was in kindergarten. They put me on a t-ball team. I had already been taking, by the time I was in kindergarten, I'd already been taking live batting practice from my dad. So hitting a ball off a tee was nothing. I'm like, can't be this easy. Uh, you know, but seriously, I hit the ball off a tee, whatever. But my friend, I don't even remember his name. It's been so long ago. We lived in Selma, Alabama. There was a friend of mine. He was on the team, too. And he was the kid who, he got up there, he hit the baseball, and he ran to third base. Yeah, hit it off the tee and turned left. He went to third, and then he went to second, and then they turned him around. And he got back over to third. He didn't want to go home. He went back to second. You know, you get that stuff, too. <laughs> Uh, Bull texted the show and said, Matt, uh, would you happen to know if tickets are available in person at Pearl tonight? Now, I don't know that, Bull. I just would imagine they are. The whole deal is going to be, are they sold out or not? You know, games at 6 o'clock, Trustmark Park. I I know that um, a a few weeks ago when, what was it, a Tuesday night, when State was going to play Southern Miss there, and somebody called us, and this was at like, close to two o'clock and the game didn't start till six so you're talking about four hours ahead of time there are already people standing around out there waiting to try to get a ticket or two to get in and with that being two top 25 teams a lot of excitement for both i i don't know um i'll see if i can find out say what bill yeah phone call might be good out to the park yeah i may i may try that during the breaker i'll text somebody and see uh See if we can find out. Squirrel Texan said, I thought golf would be more of a challenge. See, that's it. I mean, it comes natural to some people, right? The rest of us, we look like we're killing snakes from a distance. That's what it looks like. Yeah, I'll try to find out about, uh, you know, tickets. And and if we can, I'll pass along. And if not, um, it might, you you might call them, call the ticket office or just drive by out there. We'll see if we can find out for you. Six o'clock? Yeah, six o'clock first pitch tonight. Hey, you see this? Talking about uh, baseball. Pitchers and catchers in Major League Baseball this year will have the option of using newly tested signaling devices as they decide what pitches to throw in the upcoming regular season. This technology could help to advance Major League Baseball beyond the risk of the sign-stealing scandals that have plagued the sport in the past decade. Let me say, too, I mean, don't you you have to differentiate. I mean, sign-stealing is not a scandal, but the way they were stealing the signs is a scandal, I guess. Uh, Sources tell ESPN that Major League Baseball has sent a memo today 
advising teams about the approved usage of devices referred to within the industry as Pitchcom. Well, there's your latest billionaires. People over at Pitchcom. One word, capital P-I-T-C-H, capital C-O-M. Using a pad with buttons on the wrist of the gloved hand. A catcher can signal pitches, pitch type, and location directly to the pitcher through a listening device. Up to three teammates of the pitcher and catcher will also have access to the signals. So the fielders know what's coming. They know where to you know, position themselves. How about this? The first reviews of the Pitchcom system this spring have been glowing, with players raving about how the electronic process of pitch signaling has been seamless, helping with the flow of the pitcher's actions on the mound and maybe even speeding up the game. Yankees pitcher Luis Severino and catcher Kyle Higashioka used Pitchcom in a game on Saturday. Severino said, I think it was great. It was doubtful at first, but then we started using it. It was really good. So they're going to allow them to uh, use that if they want to. Matthew, I I talked to the Braves box office. Yeah. Plenty of tickets still available for tonight's game. All right. Head on out. Head on out. Plenty of tickets available. We'll wrap things up with you next. Stick around. Okay, back with you. Just a quick recap. Bill checked with the people at Trustmark Park in the ticket office, and they say they have lots of tickets remaining for the Ole Miss versus Southern Miss game. It's going to happen tonight. So if you want to go, uh, according to them, they have tickets. Head on out there and get some. By the time the first pitch is thrown around six, you know they're going to have a good crowd. They'll, they'll have a really thick crowd out there to watch college baseball. Uh, the minor league team, the Mississippi Braves, they throw out first pitch on Friday this weekend. They'll play the Montgomery Biscuits for six straight days, right, Bill? Yeah, they play whenever you get to a town now, you play six games. Mm-hmm. How about that? I don't know if it's like six straight, but I guess it would be, huh? unless they yeah. play doubleheaders. Yeah, unless they play two in a particular day. So that starts uh, the Masters this weekend, practice round stuff, tomorrow's a par three, and then uh, – Opening round on Thursday. Of course, opening day for Major League Baseball on Thursday. So, a little bit of everything going on. And last night, on April the 4th, March Madness ended. So, that's behind us. It's all baseball going forward. And pretty soon, a little football. Soon enough. anyway. Well, you do have spring football going on. That counts. Spring football, spring practice going on. You have spring games coming up. Two weeks, we've got Super Bulldog with Auburn coming in. So not this weekend, but the next. The weekend leading up to Easter Sunday. <clears throat> and uh, so you'll have a spring game. Then they'll have some practices even after that. Bill, we're on schedule to, to do – you're going to have radio for the spring football game, right? Or do uh, you know? Yeah, we usually carry the 
spring football, yeah. Yeah. I think we're on for having that again. I do believe. Yeah, and just uh, in I case you didn't. my schedule that I was looking at anyway. Yeah. I'll, we'll find out soon enough. We still got 10 days <laughs> or whatever it is, 11. Um, There's a few schools <clears throat> playing on the 16th. So. Who's that? Uh, we also have Alabama on one of our other stations. It's going to be doing their spring game that day, too. Oh, really? Same day? Yeah. Okay. And for those who just tuned in, yes. Um, so I guess this is the same thing that Vanderbilt has been using this year. When they first started using it back before SEC play started, you know, it made the rounds on social media because nobody had really seen anything like that. You know, the the pitcher wearing a thing on his wrist, on his glove hand, that was basically being signaled to him to what pitch to throw and what location. And uh, so that technology, Pitchcom, Major League Baseball teams got a memo today. They are allowed to use it if they want to. And teams that have been using it in spring have raved about it. Avoid the other team being able to steal signals and all that kind of stuff. So maybe it speeds the game up, but maybe it does. I don't know. Maybe it means there's a few less balls in play. We'll see. We shall see, but that is out there. Does that mean the catcher and the pitcher both will have that wristband? Yeah. See, that's the one thing. I don't really understand who's sending the signal in. You know, it does say, Bill, it says pitcher and catcher. Yeah, because the catcher needs to know what the pitcher's going to be throwing. Well, certainly. But, you know, in a lot of places, the catcher wants to call the pitches. Yeah, that's true. And, I, you know, like, so maybe there's a way for the catcher to signal it himself, but you would think they are both getting the signal electronically from the dugout. Yeah, that's what I would I, I just, I don't know enough about how it actually works. And then, Ed, I had the same thought. Now, this is a, like really pessimistic view of this stuff, but Ed thought the same thing. He texts us. He goes, somebody's going to find a way to hack it. That's what I That's thought. That's true. You know, I mean, I don't know. Somebody really smart will figure out a way to hack it, and we're going to still signal the hitter on what's coming. Curveball, curveball, curveball. <laughs> you know, somehow, some way. Okay, I have a couple of nuggets I want to throw at you that have nothing to do with sports, but have everything to do with entertainment. Sports and entertainment, right? This has everything to do with entertainment. Let's see who's up first. On this day in 1987, on Fox, they launched this show. Love and marriage, love and marriage Go together like a horse and carriage What is it, uh, married with children? Married with children. Yeah. You never, never hit the air now, probably. It would never make it on TV. Anyway, they, they started that show on this day back in 1987. See, I always associated it as a 90s show. I had no idea it started as early as 87. And it's run, Married with Children. I think that was their first really big show that Fox put on the air. I think you're right. And it was a really monster show for them. Monster show, and goodness knows they promoted and the, the Simpsons. <laughs> that was the well, that one, yeah, that yeah. one, and promoted the you know what out of Married with Children. I mean, like, oh yeah, for ever how long? So a good ten, eleven, well, eleven seasons. It lasted eleven seasons, and. uh you know, all the way up in the late 90s and that whole time, like you couldn't, 
You couldn't watch anything on Fox without some married with children promo. I mean, they just so it was a big it was a big hit. For those young folks who have no earthly idea what appointment viewing and sitcom TV really uh, used to be like. <laughs> Trust me. Now, so it ended in 97. Another show was still going in 97, Bill. And on this day in 97, its 100th episode aired over on CBS. It was... <laughs> Here we go. Here we Sing go. It. Sing it, Chuck. Here we go. In the eyes of a ranger, <laughs> the unsuspecting stranger had better know the truth of wrong from right. <laughs> Chuck Norris singing his own theme song. the eyes of the ranger are upon you. <laughs> Any wrong you do, he's going to see. They didn't back then either, so they had to just overdub it. Overdub it 85 times. Because that's where the Rangers going to be. <laughs> 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 they can do a lot of things, but singing ain't one of them. Oh, Chuck Norris, he voiced slash sang his own theme song. Walker, Texas Ranger, 100th episode of that show aired on this day back in 97 on CBS. <laughs> Oh, and, you know, it's one of those, well, think about the lyrics. You know, look behind you. That's where the Texas Rangers will be. They're right behind you. You're looking over your shoulder like, where? Everywhere? Really? <laughs> Texas Rangers are everywhere. They're right behind you. Boo. Yeah. <clears throat> man, Chuck Norris. And Walker, Texas Ranger. I know we've covered this before, but heck, man. It was, seemed like it was always on in a, you know, rerun form. In the afternoons or something? It's something on now. You can still watch it, huh? Yeah, well, up until, I think, on the INSP, they they had it on for a long time. At Late at night, like 2 in the morning, you could see it. Yeah. Back-to-back walkers. You know, back then when it was actually on television, I never watched it. Didn't think it was cool. Was not interested at all. Now, I really would be curious to watch it now and see if it's any good. How long was that one on? That thing was on for a good 10 years, wasn't it? Yeah, at least. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Let's see. It was on for a while. Let's see if it was actually 10 years. I don't know if it was 10 or not. Let's see. Let's see here. It was, well, eight years. Eight years. Yep. Yep. It was on for eight years. That's a pretty good run. It first aired in April of 93. And the last episode of season eight aired May the 19th, 2001. And I've heard that. Ed Texas on the Country Pleasing Sausage text line and says the remake of Walker, Texas Ranger is pretty good. And I've heard others say that as well. Yeah, it's called Walker. It's on the CW. Yeah. Jason Padalecki is on there. Guy used to be on another show. Least, Jason who? Padalecki. Jason Padalecki? Yeah, Padalecki. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Does Jason Padalecki sing his own theme song? No, he doesn't. Because <laughs> thank, Chuck Norris sang his own theme song. <laughs> Chuck! In the eyes of a ranger, <laughs> the unsuspecting stranger. <laughs> the unsuspecting? Look behind you because there's a Texas ranger singing at you. Hey, wherever you go, the eyes of the rangers are upon you. <laughs> Any wrong you do, he's going to see. Any wrong. When you're in Texas, look behind you. Because that's where the, the Rangers are. Yeah. Only, only in Texas, though. He's only going to be there while, while you're in Texas. 
anywhere in Texas, and dramatically, because that's where the Rangers going to be. Going to be. Yeah. I'm Chuck yeah, Norris. The, the new show you ought to check it out sometime. It's on the CW. I think they're getting their. This is third season. I think of doing it. You know those Chuck Norris jokes really took a lot, took on a life of their own, didn't they? Oh yeah. <laughs> do don't they wanna, don't want to don't want to do them to his face or anything, but yeah. <clears throat> hey, that's funny. Ed <laughs> said, uh, talking about you know the, the eyes of the Rangers are upon you and always watching you and look over your shoulder. Uh, Ed said, "Is he a Ranger or Santa Claus?" It's a good question. Uh, ready he to. He sees you when you're. Oh no. no. <laughs> they might as well use you're... that. He sees you when you're sleeping. He's a Texas Ranger, for Pete's sake. <laughs> Ready Teddy texts the show and said, when Chuck Norris falls into a uh, mud puddle, he doesn't get wet. The mud puddle gets Chuck Norris. <laughs> Chuck Norris jokes. I mean, what those things just took on a whole. Chuck Norris doesn't read books. He stares them down until he gets the information he wants. <laughs> he is a tough dude now, at least on TV. Time waits for no man, unless that man is Chuck Norris. <laughs> if you spell Chuck Norris in Scrabble, you win. How about that? Yeah. What else could happen? Chuck Norris has a mug of nails instead of coffee in the morning. I'm reading these off a of Chuck Norris joke site. They're terrible. Half of them are. really <laughs> terrible. Uh, oh, thank goodness it's over. No more Chuck Norris jokes. Chuck Norris. <laughs> Chuck Norris does not own a stove, an oven, or a microwave because revenge is a dish best served cold. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chucky baby. God, please let it in. Okay. <laughs> Chuck Norris does not sleep. He waits. All right, we'll wait till tomorrow and do it all over again. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio for Bill and me and everybody here. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow. See you.